I thank you for these students and these leaders who gather every single week. I thank you for the way HSM is growing, God. Um, not just in numbers, but in depth and in desire. And just as these students are, are longing to worship you and longing to know you, recognizing that you are their creator, that, that they were designed to reflect you and that you came for them and you died for us and you have brand new life for us, Jesus. I pray that that idea would just never get old. And tonight, God, as we open your word and as we look at a huge, huge idea that's so important to following you well, I pray that you would comfort us and that you would convict us and that you would compel us, that we would be different people because we've gathered. We love you. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. All right, if you're taking notes, you got the sheets in front of you. Here's two big ideas. The first one is this. The strongest leaders, the strongest leaders surround themselves with stronger leaders. The strongest leaders are not the people that are on top of this hill that have some like holy kind of um, untouchable view of the world and are so distant from other people and are making all their decisions isolated. Those are not the leaders of the world. The strongest leaders of the world. If you want to be a strong leader, you have to surround yourself with stronger leaders. And in the same way, if you want to be a wise person, meaning if you want to make good decisions, if you want your life to be full of less regrets, if you want your life to matter, if you want to live in a wise way, you have to surround yourselves with wiser people. Now, the temptation in our culture is to think that, no, 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 you need to surround yourself with people that agree with you. Or you need to surround yourself with people that are going to make you look better. No, 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 you need to surround yourselves with wiser people. What we're talking about tonight is actually a message that I've been wanting to give for a really, really long time. Because what we're talking about tonight is this idea of having a mentor. Having somebody in your life who is pouring into you. And, and kind of, if, if there was one big takeaway from tonight, it would be this. You need to find one and you need to be one. That all of you were created and designed to have a mentor and to be a mentor to someone else. You see, the purpose of your life is not just to make a ton of money. It's not to be the most popular person. It's not to avoid discomfort or suffering. The purpose of your life is to be in a relationship with God and make an impact everywhere you go. And if you wanna really have a lasting impact, you need to have a mentor and you need to be a mentor. And so the challenge, the question that we're going to open up with is, do you have a mentor? And some of you should be asking the question, what is a mentor? And we're going to, we're going to dive deep into that. But do you have somebody in your life that you go to? And you guys have, all of you have small group leaders. And if, it, if it's your first night tonight, you're going to get plugged into a small group right after this. And so you'll have a small group leader. But do you have somebody that one-on-one, -on -one, an adult leader, somebody older than you that you're asking tough questions to? that you're wrestling with issues, that when you think about dating that guy or you think about dating that girl, you think about going there or you're struggling with something, do you have somebody else that you go to? Not just friends who are gonna tell you what you want to hear, but do you have a mentor? Do you have somebody who you are going to who can speak into your life in a powerful way? If you don't have a mentor, I can almost ensure you that you are going to make bad decisions. Bad example, a good example of making bad decisions is this one. Anybody, really, be honest with me, is anybody else watching The Bachelor? Is anybody else watching The Bachelor? Let's be real. We can be honest in this room. I'm not saying I do. I don't want to advocate for that show at all. I would never confess that to you because I think you guys would make fun of me. But here's what I'm saying. Here's what I'm saying. Listen to this. Hold on. Who told Ben 
Who told Ben it was a good idea to go on a show with 28 crazy women, date them at the same time, make out with most of them, and think he's not going to have any drama? Like, who, who, like where, was, where was Ben's mentors, right? Who, who thought it was a good idea to do that? That's an example of a decision made with no mentors. Because you're going, that's crazy. Like, it's crazy enough dating one person. Maybe some of you are dating one person. Can you imagine if there's 28 more of them? That's insane. That's insane. And, and every day, every day. Stay with me, stay with me. Every day. I love you, so I'm going to say this. Every day. You make decisions crazier than that without consulting anyone. You do things, you say things, you show up to things, you engage in things, you believe things, you post things. Crazier than that. Because you have no one to bounce things off of. Here's a good example and why, why a mentor is really, really important. I remember when, when Sarah and I were dating, I'll talk about this in our series, but when Sarah and I were beginning to date and we were kind of, I was sensing that I was really falling in love with her and we had been together for a little while and, and I just felt like, man, I, I think I want to marry her, but, but what does that look like? What does that mean? You know what I did? And I've made a lot of mistakes, so I'm not saying I'm perfect relationally at all, but, but I went and I talked with some mentors. I went and talked with people who I gave permission to them to speak truthfully into my life to say things that would be hard for me to hear. And I went to them and I said, hey, I, I really want to know, what do you think about this? You think it's wise? Do you think it's not wise? I actually pulled two mentors. I pulled a mentor who was closer in my age. I pulled another mentor who was actually my former youth pastor. And I pulled him aside and I said, guys, I, this is what I'm thinking about doing, but before I make this big decision, I'm going to give you permission to speak into this. And I think, you guys, I think that this is one of those things that we miss out on as followers of Jesus. That we make so many decisions, do so many things without consulting anyone when God created a better way. And so what we're gonna do is, is we're gonna look at first a few Proverbs that talk about the significance of mentors and then we're gonna look at an incredible example of what a mentor is. So let's look at this first one together. We're looking at Proverbs chapter 11, verse 14. It says this, For lack of guidance, a nation falls, but victory is won through many advisors. For lack of guidance, a nation falls, but victory is won through many advisors. Don't believe the cultural lie that if you're gonna rise to the top, you gotta get there by yourself. Don't believe that. If you want to have successful relationships, if you want to be in a successful relationship with Christ, you've got to involve people. Check out our next proverb. Proverbs chapter 12, 15 says this, the way of fools seems right to them, but the wise listen to advice. When's the last time someone gave you a piece of advice, told you not to do something, and you actually listened to them? Like someone that you respect, someone that you look up to. Are you the kind of person where you're saying, man, I trust you as a mentor, as someone who's speaking in my life, I trust you. And so I'm not gonna be the fool and just kind of think 
for myself, but, but I'm, gonna, I'm gonna trust other people who have different views and different perspectives. And then our last proverb that we're gonna look at is 1920. Listen to advice and accept discipline, and at the end, you will be counted among the wise. Do you wanna be wise? You wanna live your life in, in such a way that, that you're making great decisions, you're making an important impact, you're making less mistakes. I, I really think God desires that for us because he wants to use us. And the road to wisdom is found in relationships with mentors. The road to wisdom, the road to a wise life is found in a relationship with Christ and then listening and having a relationship with a mentor. So we're gonna look at, at an example of that, but I want you to know I've had tons of mentors throughout my life. My very first mentor uh, was a guy named Brian Hayes. He was my youth pastor. I became a Christian my freshman year of high school, and Brian Hayes, my youth pastor, man, he mentored me. He spoke into my life. The next mentor I had was a guy named Brian Myers. This was actually my junior and senior small group leader. This guy was absolutely awesome. We could ask him any question he wanted. It was so cool because he wasn't like this super outgoing or crazy guy. He was just down to earth. And he just loved us and he cared about us. I had another mentor, a guy named John Tonkowicz. And John Tonkowicz was like my college mentor. So when I was in college, I was in a small group and, and he was kind of our mentor. I had a guy named John Brand at my last, uh, at my church in San Diego. I had a guy named Dave Mason at my last church. Bill Schuper, Tom Peitzman, a guy named Bob McGloshan. Uh, and then coming here, Glenn Gunderson, uh, Greg Falstead, and now a guy named David Ayala, a guy here at this church. So throughout my life, I've had these mentors who have played a huge important role in my life, but the question is, what are you looking for in a mentor? And this is what all the small group leaders in this room, this is what we wanna be to you, but it's gonna take you guys reaching out. It's gonna take you saying, hey, I want you to be this kind of mentor in my life. So let's dive in together, open up to chapter, uh, Exodus chapter 18, beginning in verse one. We're reading about a guy named Moses. So Moses is this Old Testament guy. Um, he he kind of started, he has this really crazy history, like he was born a Hebrew, then this, this, um, this Egyptian woman found him and, and ended up raising him and taking care of him, and so he's taken care of, but then he notices his people the Hebrew people are being abused by the Egyptians. They're put in slavery and they're being abused. And so he kind of goes crazy. He ends up actually murdering someone. So he's got this like really interesting past, right? He ends up actually murdering this guy, fleeing. And then God calls him back. And get this, God has a purpose and a plan for his life, just like he has a purpose and plan for your life. And so God calls him back and says, I have a purpose for you. I have heard the cries of my people, Israel. I'm gonna free them and I wanna use you. So our purpose in life is always connected to the heart of God. It's always connected to what God is about. He invites us into that. We don't invite God into the things we're passionate about. God invites us into the things he's passionate about. He sends Moses on mission. Moses frees his people, and then he's kind of living the mundane life, trying to lead these Israelites. And he gets to a, ploy, he gets to a place where his own wisdom is run out. He's drained. He's not making great decisions. He's burnt out. And then his father-in-law, his father-in-law pays him a visit. And his father-in-law gives us a perfect example of what a mentor is and a perfect example of what you and I should be looking for in our mentors. Exodus chapter 18, beginning in verse one. Now Jethro, the priest of Midian and father-in-law of Moses, heard of everything God had done for Moses and for the people, for his people Israel. 
and how the Lord had brought Israel out of Egypt. So pay close attention to Jethro. We're looking, we're like zooming in on Jethro to find out who this guy is, what made him such a great mentor, what made this guy dynamic and awesome and a huge blessing in Moses' life. So pay attention to every single word as it's describing who this Jethro guy is. And we're gonna talk about the five must-haves. Verse two, after Moses had sent away his wife, Zipporah, his father-in-law, Jethro, received her and her two sons. One son was named Gershom, for Moses said, I have become a foreigner in a foreign land. And the other was named Eliezer, for he has said, my father's God was my helper. He saved me from the sword of Pharaoh. Verse five, Jethro, Moses' father-in-law, together with Moses' sons and wife, came to him in the wilderness, where he was camped near the mountain of God. Jethro had sent word to him, I, your father-in-law Jethro, am coming to you with your wife and her two sons. The very first must-have characteristic of any mentor is this. They must be intentional. The first word is intentional. That when you're thinking about a mentor, when you're thinking about what it's gonna look like for you to be in relationship with someone, or you're trying, you're trying to figure out, okay, I, I wanna learn from somebody. The first thing you're looking for is who is a mentor in your life that's intentional? Who's somebody in your life that has already taken an interest in you? That you sense is somebody who, who would be willing to go out of the way? And how do we find that in the text? Jethro. Jethro, it says he contacts, he sends a message to Moses. And he says, I'm coming to you. You see, the best mentors begin saying, hey, I want to invest in your life. And there's gonna be a lot of really great people in your life who are honestly just too busy or their priorities are out of whack. You need to find somebody. You need to find a mentor who you sense the way they live their life is full of intentionality. My youth pastor was like this for me. I remember he'd pick me up in the mornings um, when, when I had a, uh, when I didn't have school early on and I would, I'd, I'd go into school a little bit later around 9.30 and so he'd pick me up in the mornings. And man, Brian and I, we'd go get breakfast burritos, like my favorite thing. We'd go get breakfast burritos. We'd go to the beach and, and watch the waves and just talk. And man, he was a guy who was intentional with me. He was a guy who pursued me. He was a guy who chased after me. Who do you have in your life? that can do that. I know there are people in your life. But have you received that? Have you appreciated that? Have you asked them to continue doing that in your life? Let's keep reading what happens next. Verse seven, so Moses went out to meet his father-in-law and bowed down and kissed him. They greeted each other and then they went into the tent. Moses told his father-in-law about everything the Lord had done to Pharaoh and the Egyptians for Israel's sake and about all the hardships they had met along the way and how the Lord had saved them. Verse nine, Jethro, this is so huge. This is what it means to be a mentor. This is what you're looking for. Jethro was delighted to hear about all the good things the Lord had done for Israel in rescuing them from the hand of the Egyptians. Second must have for a good mentor. And remember, this is not only what you're looking for, this is what you're looking to be. Number two is this. A great mentor, a great mentor is a listener. You notice how the text said he was delighted that like it literally warmed his heart, that as he sat there and as he listened, and this is what us as small group leaders long to be for you, to listen to you. 
And this is what you need to be looking for, is who's someone who's not just gonna immediately kind of tell you everything you need to do, but who's someone in your life who's willing to actually listen to you. And I want you to know one thing that makes this place so special and that makes these adult leaders just the best on the planet is this is a group of adult leaders who is not just looking to tell you what to believe, not just looking to tell you what to do, is not just looking to kind of like for you to sit there and them to just kind of vomit on you all of their ideas. No, this is a group of leaders who want to listen. And maybe some of you are looking for a place like that. Maybe some of you are looking for a place where you could be heard or you could be known. This is that place that these adult leaders in this room, and me included, man, we want to hear your stories. We want to know what's going on in your life. That we want to be intentional with you and we want to really listen to you, just like Jethro did to Moses. Number three we find in verse 10 to 12. Jethro said, praise be to the Lord who rescued you from the hand of the Egyptians and of Pharaoh and who rescued the people from the hand of the Egyptians. Now I know that the Lord is greater than all other gods for he did this to those who had treated Israel arrogantly. Then Jethro, Moses' father-in-law, brought a burnt offering and other sacrifices to God. And Aaron came with all the elders of Israel to eat bread with Moses' father-in-law in the presence of God. Number three must have is your mentor must have strong faith. You're not looking for a mentor, again, who's just gonna tell you what you wanna hear. Because you already have that. You already have some friends or some people who are just gonna tell you what's gonna make you happy, but do you have somebody in your life who, man, when you see them live out their relationship with Jesus, something in you goes, I want that. That you look at their boldness, you look at their compassion, you look at the way they handle tough situations. You look at the way they handle their anger, their frustration. You go, man, there's something so dynamic about that person. The Holy Spirit is so active in that person's life. And their faith is strong. You see, you need a mentor who's intentional, who's a listener, but whose life and identity is rooted and anchored in Christ. You have small group leaders like that. But have you taken that next step to ask these small group leaders, hey, could you mentor me? Hey, hey could you play a more intentional role in my life? Hey, hey, could you listen? Could, could I watch the way you live out your faith? Because you see Jethro here, he just, he's, just, he's just responding. He's like, God's doing this amazing news, so I'm just gonna talk about it. I'm just, I'm just gonna praise God for it. This is absolutely incredible. And Moses gets to watch that. He gets to see his strong faith on display. Point number four. The next day, Moses took his seat to serve as judge for the people. And they stood around him from morning till evening. When his father-in-law saw all that Moses was doing for the people, so here's where we get into it. After Jethro's been intentional, after he's listened, and after he's exhibited strong faith, this is where mentoring gets a little challenging. And here's where it's gonna be hard for all of us who are gonna have mentors in our lives. When his father-in-law saw all that Moses was doing for the people, he said, what is this you are doing for the people? 
Why do you alone sit as judge with all these people standing around you from morning until evening? Number four, must have for a great mentor. They must ask great questions. That mentors, people who want to invest in your life, who want to be intentional and exhibit strong faith, they are going to ask you questions that are going to frustrate you. They're going to ask you questions that are gonna stretch you. They're gonna ask you questions that are gonna challenge you and you're gonna be immediately tempted to run. You're gonna say, I do not wanna answer that question. I don't wanna deal with that issue. I don't wanna change that part of my life. But a great mentor is not afraid to ask you a great question. And Jethro does that for Moses. He says, Moses, I'm seeing something in your life. You see, this is what a mentor is able to do. That once a mentor is intentional and listening and exhibiting strong faith, they can see things about your life that you most likely have missed. And this is why mentoring is so important. This is why having somebody speaking into your life that's older than you, has a deeper faith than you, is able to speak in your life, it's so crucial because they are going to see things that you can't, you see Moses is just kind of going through the motions. He's just thinking, this is how life is. This is how it must be. And Jethro is able to say, hey, 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 hey. Maybe there's a better way. Why are you doing this? Why are you doing that? And I guarantee you're gonna get to this point in your mentoring with, with whoever you're, you're gonna ask to mentor you. And they're gonna ask you some tough questions and you're gonna wanna run and you're gonna say, I'm done. You're gonna wanna block them. You're gonna wanna not respond to their texts, right? You're gonna wanna kinda distance yourself from this person. Don't give into that temptation because you might be on the cusp of the greatest life change that you have ever known and if you run, you will miss it. If you run from it, you will miss it. So number four is asks great questions. Let's keep reading. Moses answered him, because the people come to me to seek God's will. Whenever they have a dispute, it is brought to me, and I decide between the parties and inform them of God's decrees and instructions. Moses' father-in-law replied, what, do you, what you are doing is not good. Oh, I love this, verse 17. Moses' father-in-law replied, what you are doing is not good. Step five, characteristic number five that you're looking for in a mentor is they need to be a truth teller. They need to be a truth teller. Check this out. Verse 17. Moses' father-in-law replied, what you are doing is not good. You and these people who come to you will only wear yourselves out. The work is too heavy for you. You cannot handle it alone. Listen now to me and I will give you some advice and may God be with you. You must be the people's representative before God and bring their disputes to him. So what Jethro does is he speaks the truth. He's a truth teller. And this is gonna be another painful one. Your mentor is gonna ask you great questions. Like, hey, have you thought about breaking up with him? Thought about breaking up with her? Hey, have you thought about taking a, a month break from Instagram? Hey, I, uh, I, I know that you've been drinking or I know that you've been smoking. You thought about letting that go? Or a great mentor might say to you, hey, You've been keeping this secret from your parents for a real long time. Have you thought about, thought about sharing it with them? They'll ask great questions and then 
often a mentor, a great mentor, will say, I think you need to do this. I think you need to text me once a week and tell me how you're really doing. I think before you log on to your computer, you need to text me. Make sure you're not going to that website. Or hey, I know, I know you're tempted because for a long time you've been drinking with those friends. You need to stop hanging out with them. And immediately that's gonna be offensive. And immediately you're gonna wanna run as far away from that as possible. But again, you might, if you run, you might miss out on the greatest life transformation. And we don't want that for you. And I know you don't want that. And so what would it look like to actually listen, to actually take that in? Well, Moses models that for us well. Verse 20. Teach them his decrees and instructions and show them the way that they are to live and how they are to behave. But select capable men from all the people, men who fear God, trustworthy men who hate dishonest gain and appoint them as officials over thousands, hundreds, fifties, and tens. Have them serve as judges for the people at all times, but have them bring every difficult case to you, the simple cases they can decide themselves. That will make your load lighter because they will share it with you. If you do this and God so commands, you will be able to stand the strain and all these people will go home satisfied. Jethro is cutting into his pride a little bit because for a while it was all Moses. Moses was the main show in town, and Jethro is saying that's not the best way to do it. Let other people lead. Let other people have a say in what's going on. And so Jethro isn't afraid to cut into his pride a little bit. And the question that we're going to answer real quick here is this. Once this mentor in your life has been intentional They've listened. They've exhibited strong faith. They've asked you great questions and they've told you the truth. What's gonna be your response? Check out what Moses does. Verse 24. Moses listened to his father-in-law and did everything he said. Moses listened to his father-in-law and did everything he said. The number one characteristic of a great mentee, of somebody who is being mentored. The number one great characteristic, it's not that you know all the answers, it's not that you've memorized the Bible, it's not that you're perfect. <laughs> it's that you listen and apply the advice. That a great mentee listens and applies advice. Let me just challenge you with this and then we're gonna close up. Your small group leaders for the next month, I'm gonna ask them to turn up the heat a little bit. I'm gonna ask them to challenge you with things. I'm gonna ask them to, to listen to you, to be intentional to you, to ask you great questions and to speak truth into your life. And here's what I'm gonna ask you to do. That whoever in your life, if it's your small group leader, if it's somebody else, find a mentor, ask them to mentor you, show them this sheet and say, hey, can you be these things for me? Will you be this for me? And if they will, here's what I'm gonna ask you to do. For the next month, I'm gonna ask you to listen and apply. Listen and apply. Don't listen what you want to apply. Don't listen when it's in your favor. But when your small group leader or your mentor, who you trust, pick somebody you trust, and who you know loves Jesus, we're not, we don't wanna control your lives. We wanna be God's agents and help you and encourage you as you follow him. And I wanna encourage you, if we give you a piece of advice, to listen 
and apply. Listen and apply. You see, Moses' leadership was not diminished because of Jethro, it was increased. Moses' life, his, his life experience was not held back because of Jethro, it was amplified. Do you have someone in your life like this? Do you have a mentor in your life? Us as adult leaders would love to be that for you, but we want you to ask us. We wanna know that this is the kind of relationship you wanna have. And then if you have somebody like that, are you willing to listen and apply? Are you willing to listen and apply? Let me pray. Heavenly Father, I wanna thank you so much for this incredible example in scripture, especially for those of us who maybe don't know a lot about Jesus, for us to hear that, man, it's not about just figuring this out on our own, but it's about being in relationships and having others and having mentors who can speak into our lives, who can be intentional, who can listen, who can exhibit strong faith, who can ask great questions, and who will tell the truth. We need those kind of people in our lives. Would you even bring to mind right now, who's that person? And as we go into our small groups, Jesus, I pray that you would help us, spare us from taking these for granted, from just goofing off and, and fooling around and, and not taking what's actually happening here seriously. And Jesus, would you help us to ask somebody, to ask somebody to mentor us and then to be willing to listen and apply. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.